I remember when I held you as an infant. I remember you growing up. I remember you, your first bicycle ride. I remember your, all your little dance recitals and your graduations. And now you're throwing it all away. That's what you're going to do. I will not quit. Not now. Not ever. Why would you do this to me? Do you have any idea how this is going to affect me? We don't have to have this match. Yes, we do. You know why we do? Because you become a, a disrespectful little bitch. Dad, you're a silly. <laughs> Never thought that my father would ever put his hands on me. I will strike down the face of defiance. I know that I can't back down. You want me to take Daddy's little girl and crush her in my hand and throw it on the mat and leave it a bloody pulp? Take that belt and enjoy it, because your first title defense is against me. The Undertaker has exploded. Brock Lesnar is a lunatic. He's a maniac. I don't forget. Brock Lesnar respects no one. And I don't forget. Unstoppable. You got a date with the dead man. Brock Lesnar is a violent, vicious hit on. Merry Christmas one and all and welcome to episode 34 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us daddy, daughter, I quit. As today it's time to take a look at another Smackdown exclusive pay-per-view, No Mercy 2003. As always, I'm your host Dave and joining me is Big Sexy. Are you ready? It's daddy, daughter, I quit time. Yeah, you know. Let's, let's see if it's as good as Vengeance was before we make any uh, statements. But do you believe it will be? No. With Daddy it? Daughter, I quit. Yeah, but could Daddy Daughter, I quit? Granted, the build-up, there's been loads. There's been loads and loads and loads of focus around Daddy Daughter, I quit. Yeah. Um, all down kind of the same path that it's Steph that's making Vince do this. And, well, I think I can. I think I can't and I think I'm gonna fucking kick fuck out ya. But can this actually, if you throw in the added elements of robotic Linda and robotic Sable, actually turn round to be half decent and be, yeah, be a quite... I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it as well. Now, did you watch Sunday Night Pre-Show? No, but I know who wrestled on the Sunday Night Pre-Show. Who wrestled on Sunday Night Pre-Show? Shannon Moore. Yes. And Billy Kidman. Yes. Fuck Billy. <laughs> uh, Billy. I saw you replied to a Billy Kidman tweet. Yes, I did. 
explain yourself. Billy Kidman's alright. You for some reason, because he did the wrong on Tory Wilson, you suddenly have got I'm team Tory. Well Billy Kidman was saying that he don't think he don't think he could uh, handle being in the the comedy circuit these days. And then I uh, just tweeted him saying you couldn't handle being with Tory Wilson. <laughs> As always, you watch on the network, I watched the DVD. Uh, runtime, I had two hours, 44 minutes and 23 seconds. Network? Two hours, 42 minutes, 30 seconds. Ooh, two minutes? Oh, <laughs> well, it's two minutes. Well, I got, can you remember last time when I had like, an extra couple of minutes and I got fucking Brock Lesnar's DVD video hype and Michael's DVD video hype? I got none of that. Let's talk by rates. Um, so just to cast your mind back, we'll go back to uh, SummerSlam, the biggest party in the summer. Uh, that generated 465,000 buys with a live gate of $715,000. Unforgiven, uh, that generated 360,000 buys with a live gate of $560,000. Goldberg, Triple H. No Mercy, that had a pay-per-view buy rate of 275,000 buys, which is the lowest of the year. They take the title to be beaten. They still are Armageddon. Let's just bear that in mind. Um, the attendance for No Mercy was 8,500 people, uh, which generated a gate receipt of half a million bang on. Uh, the lowest of... Se- Spoiler alert, it's the second lowest buy rate of the year. Lowest being Armageddon. And Smackdown's supposed to be getting the be- be the better show. Yeah. Uh, compare that to what we... well. I think personally we'd class as the worst show of the year, uh, Bad Blood. Yeah. That had 385,000 buys. But so that, that was Foley effect. Granted, it was the Foley effect, but that car wreck compared to people that are sticking around for, as you said, what's supposed to be the better show. Yeah. Giving No Mercy. Uh, and that kind of shocked me. Because uh, if you think... I know coming in, uh, if you look at it from a gimmicky standpoint, it's gimmick heavy, it's Vince Russell heavy with things on a pole... Uh, I quit yeah. matches. Um, the the feud that was built on shit with Guerrero and yeah. Big Show. Uh, the feud that was built on rapping and midgets with Angle and Cena. Which turned out to be probably one of the best oh, matches. Definitely. But I think um, if you looked at that side, it had so many elements of Attitude Era that surprised me so much why people didn't tune in. At this point, people have realised it's not the Attitude Era anymore. Yes, there probably is that. There probably is that. Uh, the attendance, as I said, 8,500 um, for an arena that holds maximum about 13,500. Uh, that's bad. Yeah. I'm like, that is bad. It, it didn't pick up, fair play to them, because it didn't pick up much on camera how much was topped off or anything like that. Well, but when they showed the crowd, they showed the show military stuff. <laughs> fuck me. And can I just say, the camouflage they were wearing was shit. They stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I think camouflage. I think for them to have camouflaged within the wrestling fans, they've had to have worn wrestling gear. That's how it works. Look over to the military guys. There's loads of people dressed like Cena and Angle, you know, with medals and stuff like that. But um, I think that adds into the uh, gate receipts. Look, that's only half a million. Yeah. Um, there was a fair few hundred of them military people that I don't believe would have paid. No, they'd have been given free tickets for service. Hundred uh, percent. The theme of the night uh, today is the day by Dope. No, I don't even remember no. this theme song. And I, I rewatched it this morning. No, uh, fair enough. <laughs> and we are sponsored by Subway. Um, I know Subway. <laughs> what did you think to the opening video package? 
Um, so we had a brick wall. Uh, it was a lovely visual aspect. It was a brick wall. And it kept showing the photos of Vince and Steph when they, Steph was young. Um, it finished with the last picture of them blowing away in the wind. Um, but the narration aspect... Creepy as fuck. Weird. So you had um, loads of little clips from the promos and between Vince and Steph. Uh, Vince saying, why are you making me do this? And then Steph saying, uh, I don't want to do it. It's well, You've told me you want to, so I'm going to have to. And it's going down. But after every line, you had this creepy little vo- voice of a young girl, which you was believe was Stephanie. Uh, was that actually Steph as a child? Like from her videos, if recorded. Well, it was it was very oh. bizarre because you had like Steph said um, one of her lines, "We don't have to have this match," and then you had some kid go, "Daddy, come back," and then you had Vince go, "You've become a disrespectful little bitch," and then a kid going, "Daddy, you're silly," and then we had Vince, "You want me to take Daddy's little daughter and crush her in my hand and leave her in a bloody pulp?" And then your kid going, I love you, daddy. And it was just very fucking... So creepy. It was weird. What is going on in Vince's head? I wish I knew. He's booked this debacle. I wish I knew. And then the promo suddenly smashes towards um, the promo for the Brock and Taker, just in case you didn't know the things were going off on SmackDown. Well, you Um, wouldn't have thought so. No. (laughs) Um, Pyro City to start, as always. What did you take to the stage in the setup? Not bad for... A throwaway pay-per-view, like No Mercy. I thought it would better set up than Vengeance, I thought. Yeah, a bit more fault getting put into this. Yeah. Daddy, daughter, I quit it's first. Well, yeah. yeah, but Vengeance had Vince a... versus a cripple. <laughs> oh, there's been so much Vince versus since in that 2003. Oh, my God. There's been so... The best of 2003 Vince McMahon yeah, edition. We're getting another one next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was probably Vince's best one. I do like... Where, yeah. That is a great... Well, I think it doesn't really matter to me with anybody because I like a good gimmick match and a Buried Alive match gets about as gimmicky as you can fucking get. I always remember the first one with Mankind and... Mankind and Take. And Take away back when with like Triple H getting involved and well, Hunter S. Thompson at the time and all these mid-carders getting involved to help Mankind get the win and then you just saw that... They had to come out the ground. out the ground. It was fucking amazing. So it is October the 19th. We're in Baltimore, Maryland at the first Mariner Arena. Your hosts are Michael Cole and Taz... I like how instantly Michael Cole said, it's a night where no mercy will be shown. It's like, all right, A-Train. And fucking when A-Train... so many puns with oh, no mercy. People tonight. love saying there'll be no mercy shown at no mercy. Um, I must say, I was highly disappointed how the Macarena guys, uh, they've not got identical gear. It's look, like, they do look like bounces again, though. Ish. But it's like Hugo didn't get the message. Carlos is there in the black turtleneck and the black jacket. Hugo's just wearing a suit. I was really, really annoyed. But whatever they were saying, they looked excited to fuck. Like, he always was giving it some. He's like, always I always like, <laughs> fucking loved it. Our opening match of the night is for the Cruiserweight title. It's yes. like an episode of Smackdown. Making his way to the ring from Japan, weighing in at 206 pounds, the Cruiserweight Champion, Tajiri. The Cruiserweight Champion has really changed and not for the better. Last week I called him the Cruiserweight Kiss-Ass. On orders of Mr. McMahon, Tajiri went after Jamie Noble and Noble's girlfriend, Nidia, stealing that black mist into her eyes. That black spew had an effect of black venom. 
Lydia right in the eyes. Who the hell knows what was in that black shot in Tajiri's mouth? Tajiri versus Rey Mysterio. Why does Tajiri come out first, though? He's a champion. We've said this all. It seems to be... We say this too many times. We've said this far too many times. And, look, and our purely thing is that the fact is that if you are the face, you come out second. doesn't matter whether you're a champion or, or challenger. If you're a face, you're coming out second. You're made event. Yeah. Take comes out first. Uh, fuck it. I don't know, Vince. Vince was booked this. So I was trying to work out something as simple as that. There'll be no way. No way. Um, so this is the feud based on mist. I love how the commentators were trying to decipher between which level of mist was more dangerous than the other. I but do yeah. like how Ray's wearing all white. I do, yes. So that if the, it, it does get mist, it's going to show is. straight away on the mask. I think that's the added... Um, advantage that Ray's got with the wearing the mask that if he just kind of covers his the eye holes he's not going to get fine. covered it should be fine Kane uh, can get ringed out yet there you go but first blood, first blood. There we, you go. we wore full body suit with mask it just made perfect sense you will not beat me uh, I liked like I said I liked how they were talking amongst the, amongst themselves the commentators how whether the red mist uh, is the most worst one or the green or the black. And Taz is like, well, I've had this one, but I've never had that one. It's like, what are we talking like? Different colours then distinguish different levels of poison. Like the black one, that's got acid in. You don't want that thrown on your face. That's the one that Nidia's been yeah. done over with. Uh, Michael Cole and Taz, I like how they were paying their respects to Nidia, acting like she'll never recover from Tajiri's shots to the eyes. And then Taz starts hyping Ray Ray, saying that he can be any champ at any time. I'd love to see Mysterio go up against Brock Lesnar in a bike chain on a pole match. <laughs> I'd like to see Brock Lesnar go up against Rey Mysterio in a Rey Mysterio on a pole match. <laughs> You've got Re Brock Lesnar versus Big Show, Rey Mysterio on a pole. You've got to get Rey Mysterio down no, no, and lose no. Rey. Rematch from Judgment Day. Rey, uh, for Judgment Day, Rey Mysterio on a forklift. Rey Mysterio <laughs> on a forklift, like Judy Bagwell on a forklift. That's just two wins or so. Far two wins or so. So the match itself then. We get a lock-up to start and they fight over. They both hit the floor and head right back in. They exchange low kicks and back to the lock-up. Ray takes him down with an arm drag and then goes after the leg on the mat, but Tajiri reverses into an armbar. Ray flips out, but Tajiri chops him down and goes behind in order to pound him. Ray escapes the suplex, gets an arm drag, then drop kicks the knee, blocks the handspring elbow and drop kick that sends Tajiri outside. Ray follows with a Pescado and back in a Trier Eddie springboard wrist lock, but Tajiri drops him with the top rope, sending him into the post. It was very off thought. I thought he was going to go for old school then. We're <laughs> <laughs> fucking marvellous that. Old school, but with like uh, a hurricanrana at the end instead of him just jumping off and whacking the arm. And then just puts his arm in like Taker does. Yeah, definitely. Fucking <laughs> 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 Ray Mysterio's the little dog in his little big yard. He's the chihuahua. Dog on patchy grass. Tajiri, he stays on the arm and kicks Ray down on the mat and goes for back to the arm. Ray fights back with a springboard wrist lock, uh, but Tajiri kicks him down with a high kick and spring kick for two. Back to the arm and a kick to the shoulder gets two. Tajiri pounds the arm and takes him to the top, but Ray comes down with a tornado DDT for another two count. Crossbody gets two. Crucifix into a sunset flip, but Tajiri blocks for two and Ray reverses that for another two. It was just full of these snappy little cruiserweight, near fall, near fall, near fall. It was a brilliant way to start the show, I believe. Tajiri catapults Ray over the top, but he hangs on and takes Tajiri with the body scissors. He then follows with a runner off the apron. Back in, 
Ray misses a springboard. Tajiri tosses him, but Ray reverses momentum into a 6-1-9, leaving Tajiri fucking loopy. It was lovely how Tajiri salted for them a couple of seconds. West Coast pops block though with a powerbomb for two. Great Ray, Brilliant counter. Uh, Ray reverses him into a corner and charges, then Ali hooks over it with a moonsault press for two. Tajiri kicks him down again into the tarantula, but Ray ducks the big kick and then reverses into a seat and drop kick from Ray, which... I thought may have been building up to then a 619 or uh, either a kick to the face for the finish, but no. Uh, Ray catapults him into the 619 and the West Coast pop gets nothing. As Tajiri's future cohorts, uh, Ryan Sokoda and James Young, who we spoke about in the last episode, make an appearance in suits, to which the commentators are like, oh, these scumbag fans coming in the ring, interfering in our matches. What do you expect? Uh, they get their ass kicks. They get dragged out by the referees, but the distraction it helps the jury to get the kick uh, for the win around eleven and a half minutes. Um, I thought it was a lovely kind of blend of this new map based style that we keep talking about SmackDown and bringing in, but with the fast paced Lucha Libre cruiserweight stuff we're used to. Great end, great opening, weird finish. And the only weird thing I have about the finish is the fact that the why are we starting to why are the fans? Why couldn't we have had like a mystery reveal or something exactly. like that and all walk off together? Why did the refs then have to get involved and security and security that. and get dragged away? Because you didn't see the faces. No, very, 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 very quickly you saw one of them. He was like facing this camera, but you couldn't zoom in. That's a kind of it. Yeah, but you could tell he was foreign. You could tell he was Oriental. That's all you could tell. It could have been fucking Funaki, for all you know. Taka. Taka. is the start then of a new Japanese stable because obviously we have got Funaki speaking of him kicking around he could be yeah, the mouthpiece number one announcer. he could be the mouthpiece for them number one um, announcer there you go uh, but yeah opening matches um, great opening contest brilliant that's absolutely what brilliant. that's how you start a pay um, I'd say we said this at Vengeance I'm going out on a limb straight away that's my match of the night that is uh, the finish is the only thing that lays down lets it down for me I thought yeah that's that fair, fair absolutely brilliant we go backstage Vinnie Mac is still playing on how disgusted he is that he has to go through with tonight. Excuse me, Mr. McMahon. I'm sorry to interrupt, but how are you feeling heading into your match tonight against your very own daughter, Stephanie McMahon? Well, obviously, I'm not quite as nervous as you are holding that microphone. How am I feeling? What a stupid question to ask me. Don't you realize how... How deeply this hurts me to have to do this tonight? Don't you realize that? Don't you realize how personal this is? This is personal. Yet at the same time, somehow it's it's business. You may say it's personal business. And, and I also realize that there are a number of individuals rooting against me tonight. I'm accustomed to that. Among them, superstars on our very own roster. So let me just state that if anyone from our roster, anyone remotely related with our business in any way interferes in my match tonight, they will not be employed. Not just here, 
but ever again for anybody I'll see to it so then you want to say what to me now you want to say thank you very much say it thank you thank you very much Mr. McMahon he says anyone, anyone on the roster anyone remotely connected to the business interferes tonight they will not be employed not just here but anywhere and that's a guarantee tea. but uh, you wouldn't have thought Vince was wrestling tonight with how he's dressed he's all ready to uh, come out for a promo and run the show isn't he just sit in Gorilla stick his headphones on and get on with the night he's not oily and sweaty and ready to go I'm thinking he's not wearing I'm thinking uh, there's another Vince McMahon promo before the night is over uh, may seem ready, oiled up, pumped up, all swelled and muscled and ready to go. Uh, we cut to ringside and Taz. He says that anyone, including you and I, Cole, we're gone if we think you're interfering. So I'm does thinking, that mean anyone on the Raw roster? I'm thinking, what does that mean? Taz had an idea he was thinking about he was going to interfere. <laughs> but now he thinks, fuck my jobs at line. Nope, no, not that. Because you imagine. Fucking Taz runs in and he just fucking sticks t- Stephanie in Taz's mission, pumps her out, Vince gets to win, and Taz is now... The- the big boss man of 2003 Corporation. Or oh, Taz runs in Taz mission on Vince. Yeah. <laughs> it's big swerve. Big this swerve. Is, this is for never making me what I was in ECW. Yeah. <laughs> this for that loss on SmackDown to Triple H. But it made me look like Taka. Uh, the commentators, they talk about where we are live tonight. And did you hear that Cole's little dig uh, on Taz, but Taz just completely brushed it either. He didn't hear it or brushed past. They talked about all the various locations where you can be seen tonight. And Nicole goes, and we can see be seen live in the Virgin Islands. Your favourite place, eh, Taz? Taz just completely blanked it. I didn't hear it or anything. Archer called, I, I got you, Michael. I've got you back. And No Mercy coming to you all over the world. We're live tonight in the United Kingdom as well. No Mercy also in Germany, Austria, Switzerland. How about Canada, Australia, the Virgin Islands, your favorite place? Also Denmark. I mean, they got pierced nipples. They love pierced nipples in Denmark. How do you know? Oh, I've been there. Up next, Eric Bat Bastard versus Benoit. Um, who would have thought that this would have been the feud that would have been the precursor to Benoit actually winning the big one and being a world champion with WWE? Shit it is, isn't it? <laughs> His feud with A-Train is the thing that propels him to winning the Rumble, spoiler alert, and going on to Mania. I thought it was Survivor Series. Look at A-Train. I thought it was like just after Survivor Series. Look at A-Train giving him the uh, push. <laughs> A-Train, A-Train, Albert, whatever you want to call it. What was, it? What was his other name when he was... Tensai. Yeah, that was it. Lord Tensai, he was a fucking He's always going to be a propeller guy. He's going to be <laughs> the guy. Um, so the, the build up and the feud coming in um, it's one that's been kind of rumbling for a few weeks now it basically started you beat me in the match but I didn't like it yeah that's it that's the build and they've had loads of little matches where they've been on as I said we knew they were going to fight and no mercy because A-Train he made it quite clear on commentary um, when, he, when Ben was having a match on Smackdown where he said I will bring no mercy at no mercy so here comes No Mercy, and it's a weird one because um, they are building A-Train and they kind of keep him strong, as physically possibly strong yeah. as they can, but Benoit can't lose this. This is a weird one. But Michael Cole does spend a lot of time on commentary saying that Benoit trained in the dungeon under Stu. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah. that's why and that's why the finish it was. Oh, it's 100%. Um, if you look at it like that, that was why it, was, it wasn't the flying head but that won it, and it was well, the sharpshooter. It, it was sharpshooter. So then, the match. Um, A-Train, he talks trash in the corner to start, and Benoit just pounds away, but gets overpowered and bails. 
Back in, Trini takes him down and out again. Uh, Benoit dodges him and starts chopping, but he can't get the German suplex, and Trini powers him into a corner and pounds away at the knees. How fucking disgusting halfway through a match must it be to try and begin a German suplex on that big, hairy, sweaty thing? If you're a wrestler like Chris Benoit, who doesn't wear a top. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the smell dude I've had two days off sick work this week <laughs> Benoit he fights back but runs into an elbow they slug it out in the corner and Train misses a charge allowing Benoit to fire back again and start chopping Train though he clubs him down into a splash for a two count and again receiving a splash from someone like that must not be the most hygienic, hygienic thing <laughs> bacteria everywhere uh, Benoit, he takes him down into a corner and walks into a bicycle kick that gets a two. He catapults him under the middle rope, but Benoit fights back up from his back. Train drags him out into the middle and smacks him around into the forward butterfly suplex for a two. Uh, it surprised me, I must say, how much offence it, it was. Benoit, you knew we were waiting for that, like, the sort of equivalent of a single match hot tag. Yeah. A Hulk up. Do you know, it was all A-Train just showing the dominance and his power moves. Benoit getting a little bit in the chop. He'd go for a lift. He couldn't quite get it because A-Train's massive and A-Train back on the... And it's very powerful. It's very strikes. Mm. and it's, There's not much finesse to the old uh, Prince Albert. It's like a small, fast, big show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. With less choke slam and more hair. Uh, Benoit, he fights back and goes to the knee, but Train clubs him down again into a surfboard, but Benoit fights out and gets a DDT. Both of them now are laid out. Uh, Train reverses a suplex attempt into his own German suplex, a suplex city from fucking Prince Albert, and he tosses Benoit into the railing and back into the ring, but Train grabs a chair. Uh, Benoit fights him off, but Train presses him and then loses grip and drops Benoit on his head onto the chair. I think that gave Benoit Shamrock disease. <laughs> uh, not the first time we'll see that tonight. No, not at all. Uh, Train sets up the chair in the corner, but Benoit keeps coming. Rolling train into the crossface. Train counters up, so Benoit hits him with the rolling Germans. Uh, sweatiness times three. But that always does impress me about Benoit's strength, like how he does get a trade. Oh, and it's not like a... Um, like I've always said with, with Brock Lesnar, modern-day Brock Lesnar, it kind of shows his level of laziness where there's no arc in the back of Brock Lesnar. It's up to the wrestler receiving the German to sell the German. Benoit will make sure you go over. It's all about you landing rate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's always, and especially with a big guy as well, he's always been able to get them over and make it look like it's not sloppy. Um, Michael Cole, he wonders how he can do that after falling on his head. Because he's Chris fucking Benoit, that's why. You hit Benoit on the head, it holds him up. I'm telling you. Benoit goes up though, gets slammed off, and train clotheslines him before going up himself. But he changes his mind and gets the derailer for a two instead. But he kicks the chair... And Benoit takes him down into the sharpshooter, as we said, for the submission. He ran 12 minutes, which is a bit, a bit too long. I would have probably given more match, more minutes to the opening match. Uh, but yeah. Benoit, he does sell a beating very well, I must say that. Um, it was I wasn't disgusted by the match. It was better than I thought it, it was. It was okay, yeah. I went into this match thinking, oh, this is going to be another big guy, little guy match. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, Benoit... May have carried that whole match for himself, but you know, props to A Train. Did no, a good show. It was not bad at all. Wait a minute. This would be like a 767 a jumbo jet with hair on it. A Train is. What's going on? Well, A Train was going to climb to the top rope, change his mind. Look out! The derailleur. This is over. It's over. What a matchup. Oh, 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 kicked out again. 
doing this. And A Train looked out. Oh, chair! Just put his, his leg through that steel chair. A Train's hung up. Right there, Dragon School leg drag by Benoit. And Chris Benoit. Can he get him on the belly? He can step on the shoulder. Straight out of the Hart family dungeon. Shades of Britain, the Hitman Hart. The sharpshooter locked in. Uh, we go backstage and we see Matt Hardy looking for Shannon, who is being held up by one John Hyden. Like, he's made a pay per view. We're only talking about when we're going to see him again on TV. He's only making his pay per view a debut now. Shannon Moore, you got to roll, man. Come on. It's time to go. I know Don't even. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 don't hey, 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 don't worry. What are you doing him? Hey, I talked to little John. He told me everything. My tape, which you were supposed to give to Stephanie McMahon. My WWE tryout tape. You threw it in the trash. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, you want me to forgive you? That might happen. But little Johnny's not going to forgive you. Oh, you know, little Johnny's giving you some bad info, oh, dude. That tape, it was, it, was, it was a Shannon Moore tape. It was his tape. It was Shannon Moore's best matches. I mean, we'd already watched it. Obviously, one long. And that's the tape we got rid of. Not your tape, dude. Okay. Okay. Wait up, wait up. Hold up, Peter. Look, look, look. Hold Who, up. I've got your tape, and rest assured, you can tell little Johnny your tape will go to the new GM, whoever it may be. I got your word? Yeah, you've got the word of V1! Okay, okay, I'm gonna talk to little Johnny. I'm gonna find out what's going on around here. Maybe I was wrong, man. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, I overreacted. It's all right. Hey, you are still number one with me and little Johnny. Yeah. We're sorry. I like you too. All right. Adios, amigo. Take Come on, man, we gotta go. Man, just little jump. How's he got backstage? Uh, with the same way he got backstage last time, offering yeah. his ticket. He must know a guy. He must know a guy in security or something that's saying, yeah, you've got if a ticket. But every arena. Every arena. It must be the same security. It must be. <gasps> I know who he knows. Do you know the delivery guys, the removal guys that bring the office to every arena? Yeah. He knows that driver. Oh, oh. He is the driver. Baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's the delivery guy. Uh, John Heidenreich, he keeps saying that little Johnny won't be happy. Uh, that Matt Hardy threw his tryout video into the bin. Is little Johnny like, could he be related to little Jimmy? Could they know each other? Could... <laughs> I, I was thinking that. Could little Johnny be little Jimmy's dad? And little Jimmy was second generation. Probably, uh, big brother. <laughs> Matt Hardy said it wasn't Heidenreich's video. It was Shannon Moore's best matches that he threw in the bin. He said we've watched it plenty of times. We don't need to watch it again. Shannon Mark's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon, Shannon's like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, he threw it in the bin. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He brushed it off. Yeah, Shannon Moore's best matches. <laughs> Velocity tapings against fucking Zach Gowan. Uh, Matt says that Heidenreich uh, has his word. And whoever, um, he's the new GM, he will hand the videotape over. And he says that he had his word. He says, yes, you have the word of V1. We then go to the ring for Tony Chimmel. He thanks the military that are here in attendance this evening. And he says, tomorrow they are returning to the desert for the Operation Iraqi Freedom. Go on, Chimmel. Get us a big prop. But, um... Because America. Really? You're the wife of one of your troops who's going back to America and... His last night before he goes back to possibly put his life on the line. Shall we spend the night at home? No, let's go to fucking No Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow they're going back. Remember, if Chimmel's not trying shit. Then again, it's Chimmel. <laughs> he may be trying shit. Right, but yeah, it was a nice 
boom, USA. You. Yeah. I've said it before, I'll say it again. One thing I love about our friends across the pond is that they absolutely adore. I wish every Englishman on the fucking land of England were as patriotic as they are about being American. Fucking hell. Up next, speaking about patriotism, let's stand by a guy who struggles to stand by himself. It's <laughs> that guy versus Mahardy. It's splashed out of some new shorts and all. Right, and knows. a haircut. And I, I like new Zach Gowan gimmick. Uh, I don't know if we've touched on it and I was thinking about this. Uh, Zach Gowan's theme. It's one of them that deserves better than Zach Gowan. It's like uh, well, Ma- yeah. Maven's theme. Maven's theme deserves better than... It was than original Fraggle, weren't it? Yeah, it was... It, As we discussed on It was very... <laughs> yeah, quite liked it. Yeah, did you hear that? They're going back to the desert tomorrow. The fight again for this country. They chose to spend their last night here with us. The Marfax. He cannot get grossed out and he survived five car wrecks. Should have helped Kane. I, 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 I have a feeling where these five car wrecks come, may have come from. The His 20th, brother. No, no. The, well, there's every chance that Jeff might have been driving every time. But remember last episode, the 24 speeding tickets. Yeah. When you're getting that many speeding tickets, you're bound to crash at some point. Five times he survived. He is fucking immortal. Immortal. Um, the build for this, it's kind of been going since Sunday Night Heat uh, of a couple of months ago. SummerSlam. Yes. Uh, where Zach was supposed to fight, uh, didn't fight, uh, and then Zach suffered at the hands of Brock in a ungodly way twice. Attempted murder. Beat you up in front of your mum and then I took you downstairs uh, in our attempted murder spot of that month. Um, but now he finally gets his match. Zach, um, it surprised me. It really did. This is pure pay-per-view filler. This is like something you'd get on SmackDown. Yeah. I, I, Matt this was the throwaway match. Justice for V1. Nah, it deserves better. Yeah. It. This match was far from wonderful. <laughs> so was fucking... I'm not even proud of that one. So was <laughs> everything that Matt Hardy was about since his return to WWE after the Hardy Boys and talking current. With the whole woken, broken gimmick. It was fucking I always felt sorry for that. Awful. It was I thought this gimmick should have been made of it. V1? Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. I don't understand why. How he used the, the WWE.com website for his entrance. I don't know why they never, ever went back to V1. He just stuck with V1. Like, he went to Matt Hardy nothing in, like, 06, 07, How many 08, 09. After he got fired. He's Matt Hardy nothing, yeah. He's Matt Hardy Revenge of the Edge. Yeah. And then after that, he's then just Matt Hardy, one half of the Hardy Boys. Jeff goes on to bigger and better things and does start to uh, evolve into that weird Jeff Hardy that is like Victory Road 09. 
Uh, yeah. But Matt Hardy doesn't do anything. Matt Hardy's the only thing Matt Hardy does from puts on weight and it's easy to be tired. I was gonna say I uh, my added one of gets dreadlocks as well in TNA. Oh shit! But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does nothing apart from that. It's just Matt Hardy. And then he becomes the broken character. Yeah. That, but the broken off. character was brilliant. It was brilliant. It, it was better than TNA. It was awful when it comes to WWE. It was everything yeah. what it was going to be. Fucking we knew it was going to be awful. shit, WWE. So let's get to the match then. It was short and sweet and it was kind of everything that you thought it was going to be. Um, Matt takes Zack into the corner to start, but Gowan gets a pair of leg lariats. Matt slams him, but puts him on top, but Gowan comes down with a bulldog for a two. Uh, Shannon trips him up. Matt stomps away and works him over in the corner into a corner clothesline and a lariat puts Zack on the floor. Um, it was straight away there was very little that Matt could do with Zach yeah he, he can't really bump around like a normal wrestler well not a normal wrestler like an able bodied wrestler can bump around this is just your comedy filler it's, that's all it is it's your feel good moment was it did, were you getting comedy from it though my comedy feel good moment was Danny Dot and I quit I fucking loved that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it was fucking brilliant Absolutely everything that I knew it was going to be and more. It was genius. Yeah, we watched that together. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, Matt steps on Gowan's head and brings him in for two. Leg drop gets a two. Vertical suplex into a surfboard, but Zach fights out. So Matt stomps him down again. Matt goes up and misses a moonsault, but Zach comes back with a drop kick that puts Matt on the floor. Uh, Gowan follows up with a somersault plancher. He can move. We've commented. I've, yeah. I've always said I'm a big fan of what the kid can do. He's fucking brilliant. Uh, back in, High Cross gets a two count, but he walks into a side effect, however, and Matt gets a two. Zach goes up, gets crotched, Matt tries to bring him down for suplex, but Gowan blocks and gets a moonsault for the pin in five and a half minutes. Zach Gowan gets a fucking victory on pay-per-view. Finally in the match that was going to happen two months ago. Uh, thoughts overall? It was, I think you summed it up about 30 seconds ago, where it was the comedy it was the film. filler match. This uh, was your piss break. This was your Divas match. It was. Sorry, women's wrestling match. It's hashtag evolution. Hashtag evolution, Michael, remember that. Uh, I just think it was it's a weird one for Gowan because this doesn't really go anywhere. Like Gowan's gone within a couple of months. It doesn't this just ends that now, it just ends that little story that they had going on from SummerSlam, I suppose. Um hopefully now Matt Hardy thrust him into the US title picture. Yeah, that's or, what he needs. Or him and Gowan thrust him into the tag picture and put the titles on them. Don't every now and again give them a tag match just to keep them on TV. We need a bit of direction for everyone's favourite. V1! Backstage! Vince McMahon is sat there tying his laces. He's getting ready. Now he looks like he's really getting ready. An old robotic Linda walks in. Uh, Vince, he goes, Oh, Linda, have you come to see me dressed or undressed? He's like, He knows that she still loves a piece of the old Mac Daddy. Um, Linda, she tries to get Vince to reconsider. So he goes, you might have a point. Because I'm not going to cancel the match, but I'm going to give Steph an advantage. I can win by submission. But not only can Stephanie win by submission, she can also win by pinfall. But if she's got an advantage, I need an advantage as well. So it's going to be no disqualification. Seven years, I've turned my head when all of your past transgressions took place. But tonight, you are going down a path to divide this family. You're doing something that you cannot come back from. Please, unless you change your mind and not do this match. You want me to reconsider? Yes. Well, you know, I, I anticipated you were going to come in here. I, I did. And, and I know what you're all about. You're all about uh, an advantage. And, and 
some sort of concession. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through with the match, okay? But I'm going to give Stephanie a concession. I can win this match by submission only. Stephanie, however, can win this match by submission or pinfall. If she pins me, she can win this thing. I mean, I mean, come on, that's, that's meeting you more than halfway. But come to think of it, you know what? I, I think I need a little something back now, too. And, and that is that as of right now, since Stephanie insists on going through with this match, this match now is no holes barred. Was it something I said? Up next then, a match that according to the commentators was made official because the build-up happened on heat. The Bashams challenged the APA and here we have. I thought that you just said to me that that last match with filler. The fuck's this? <laughs> where, or where, or where, or where, or where is Big Linda? Is Team Angle. Yeah, well, Sean's Now, so injured. injured. But Charlie's, why? Because we've had Charlie wrestling singles action on SmackDown. Yeah, he's been doing well. The APA and the Bashams. I, why not couldn't he have used a few other guys The lies the toilet are really long. <laughs> some big shows fucking still in there. <laughs> <laughs> but why couldn't they have gone with some multi-man? Some four-on-four, four, some... There's loads of people you could have incorporated and used into this. Than have well, obviously this was made for the end because I think we're starting to get a push now yeah. uh, of the Bashams maybe with Black China. Um, but speaking of Black China, yes, where is she? Well, my I had an issue here, Michael. Right, and I had a right issue. I had to stop and go, what? Eh? The Bashams make their entrance. The Bashams then part and look to their sides like. Shanique was going to come out then and join them in the middle. She yeah. didn't join them and they just walked to the ring with this gaping fucking hole between either Basham. Like they hated each other. <laughs> like they just had a fall out just before they come out and they stood as close, as far away on the stage and the ramp as possible as they could have each other. Um, but You're yeah. not my real brother. I'm <laughs> just because we're bald doesn't mean we're related. And we're similar height. <laughs> and build. And face it's weird that they're not related because even though they don't look alike they but do they do look alike it's weird with the bashams um i believe though that the bashams need a new name i don't i just i don't like the fact that we're just calling them the bashams because that their surname is basham yeah well team snm you know I think we need to put it out to the Ruthless Army. I think the Ruthless Army need to sort this one out for us. So, I think... Over to you, folks. I think for the next episode, which will be the build-up to Survivor Series, uh, we will throw it out on social media. And, yeah, rename the Basham Brothers. Fucking rename them and Shaniqua. Uh, the, the, the new trio on Smack... Running roughshod on SmackDown. Black China and her brothers. Um, the... I'm going to skip right to the end of this. We'll get to the match very shortly, but the, the interview at the end where she's saying that the chop made, look at the swell. And one, I think it was Doug or Danny, I don't know which one it was, was getting overly, yeah. overly the excited. Permanent, the permanent. <laughs> overly excited about... When she comes out, my first thought was, where the fuck them tits come from? And they just... Because on SmackDown, she was flat chested and, and muscular. Just, that's one of Vince's laws for the women's revolution. You must have implants. You must have big titties. Well, look at Trish. 
Didn't she say that she took him out once yeah. he left wrestling? And when she come back, she looked fucking so flat-chested. The build into the match, they showed the video uh, from Shaniqua receiving a mean, mean-ass clothesline uh, from the JBL. But no, he's not quite. Not JBL, yeah. From he's Bradshaw. Just, just from John Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Uh, what do you take to the Basham's theme? First time we've got a proper chance to have a listen to it. Uh, a bit generic, really. Very much newcomer. Like Orlando's is the same. Or like, yeah. I imagine Heidenreich's is going to be the same. These new guys, there's not much thought that goes into much of the themes yet. If you're not a main eventer, you're not, you're not yeah, having a good theme music. 100%. 100%. Uh, so the match, Bradshaw, he pounds away in the corner to start and Doug and overpowers him and Fruit comes in with some double teaming. Back elbow gets a two. Power slam and he fights off Danny and clubs on him too and the APA get the double spine buster. Uh, Bradshaw, he drops an elbow for two and the APA get a double shoulder black for another two count. Uh, Danny then kicks Fruit down with a jawbreaker. Doug comes in but gets pounded onto the floor by Bradshaw. Uh, back in, Farouk with the dominator attempt but the Basham sneak in with a double suplex that only gets a two for Danny. Yeah, and then this is... You know what I'm going to say about Farouk now, don't you? Why is he always going to be the one who plays face in peril? <laughs> yeah, but we mentioned this not long ago. I think it's purely because... Um, JBL's buying his JBL's way into the main the event. the one that's getting pushed into the main event. We don't know this yet. He's buying his way into the main I'm event. I'm telling you. Hulk Hogan would be proud, brother. <laughs> uh, back to the corner, and Doug switches in and chokes away, then it's a chin lock. Farouk fights out, but Danny drops an elbow for two. Back to the chin lock, but Farouk escapes, gets a spine buster, and a big hot tag to Bradshaw that gets quite a big reaction from all the military guys. He's like, yeah, Bradshaw, fucking kill the cunt. Uh, he power bombs Doug for a two count, tosses Doug and gets a blockbuster slam onto Danny, and another one onto Doug that gets a two. Uh, the ref's bumped, but that's just what this match needed as Shaniqua runs in. Big fake titties and all. Where they come from? She clubs Bradshaw, giving Doug the pin in around eight and a half minutes. Uh, Shaniqua then, we cut backstage uh, after the match. Shaniqua and the Bashams are backstage. Uh, she says, it'll take more than one clothesline from hell to keep Shaniqua down. And she says, the clothesline, it did this. And Danny looks at her chest and goes, so swelly. So, and she goes, this is going to be permanent. Congratulations on your victory tonight, but Shaniqua, I've got to say, I don't think that anybody expected you to return tonight to No Mercy, especially Bradshaw. Of course, Bradshaw didn't expect me back, but it's going to take more than a clothesline from hell to keep Shaniqua down. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you mm. what his clothesline did do. Oh, yeah. Oh. It did this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at the swelling in my chest. Oh, they're so voluptuous, too. This won't go down. Oh, yeah. It's permanent. Is it permanent? Is it permanent? permanent? And the doctor said, this may be permanent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Permanent. Oz. But you boys did very well. And you guys deserve to be rewarded. Oh, yeah. Rewarded. Rewarded. So. Please. Let's go. Please, mistress. And whip it good. Yeah. Whip it good. It's fucking... <laughs> Just jizzing in the punks. Brilliant. But I love how they acknowledged it. 
<laughs> she's had a boob job. I love how JBL is just going around backstage, clothes lambing. He's got a big line of divas saying, "Do you want a boob job? Come before Philly Go back." And <laughs> um, overall, filler match, two filler matches in a row. Bit weird, odd pairing, pacing. There must have been a long ass Cupid toilets. Uh, but yeah, it was all right. We got a. a it was a. A reason, as I said, I think it was purely down for that. That's going to push the Bashams on now. I think next yeah, the for the right Bashams, team went over. Uh, jumping in that time machine, the next thing for the Bashams is tag team victory yeah. uh, for the title. So, yeah, it's pushing it. And the, the rub that they get from JBL backstage, and that's the key there. JBL's yeah. a knobhead backstage, but he's so fucking in Vince's ear that if he's, you can get the rub the off him, he's took the loss. Positive steps forward for Black China and the Bashams. We get keys to victory in the biker chain. Did you get this on the network? No. Did you not? It come out, a, a visual come up of keys to victory. Undertaker's three steps that he has to go through in order to win tonight's main event. Key one, throwing hands. Undertaker's going to win if he throws hands with Brock Lesnar. Number two, he's got veteran instincts. And number three, get the chain. <laughs> well, he's the only one who can reach it. <laughs> That really fucking riled me. Oh, that that did. <laughs> right, right. That, you hated that so Because much. it was so set up straight away. Straight away, that set up for there's only one man there that's getting that chain. Because Brock even got on the top rope, a gear jump, and still couldn't reach it. But fuck my life. Up next, Daddy, daughter, I quit. have always been the apple of my eye. You've always been daddy's little girl. And you always will. I love this business. I've always wanted to, to be a part of this business, to be closer to my family. Allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of SmackDown, I don't want to be the same as my father in terms of the negative aspects. I'm strong like he is, but I don't want to be known the same way he is. I don't want to be feared. I want to be respected. I gotta say that you're a terrible disappointment, Stephanie. Because when I put you in a position of general manager of SmackDown, I thought for sure I could be proud of you. You would follow in my footsteps, but it looks like maybe I made a bad investment. I'm hoping that she comes out here and respectfully resigns as general manager of SmackDown. I will not quit. Not now. Not ever. Yes, you will. Oh, here comes the A-Train! Look at the fear in Stephanie's eyes. A-Train was ordered by Mr. McMahon to assault the boss's own daughter. I'm not gonna quit, Dad. Until you fire me, I'm gonna stand up to you. You're not gonna quit. Damn it! Brock Lesnar's gonna break you in half, and you deserve it! This animal has been unleashed by Mr. McMahon. You quit. In the first ever father-daughter I quit match. When you yell I quit at no mercy, 
you're going to be quitting your job as general manager of SmackDown. I don't think you realize that, that you're making me, a loving father, have to go into the ring and pummel and beat down his very own daughter. At no mercy, I will strike down the face of defiance. Mr. McMahon has his own daughter by her yeah, hair. I know. This is bad. I really never thought of my wildest dreams that my father would ever put his hands on me. <laughs> and when he pulled me by my hair, I just, uh, I never would have thought he would have ever done anything like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. If my daughter beats me in this match at No Mercy, I will quit. I will resign as chairman of the board. <laughs> I really never did think it was going to come to this. I love him and I hate him. <laughs> but um, if he thinks we will ever have any kind of a relationship again, then he's dead wrong. May God have mercy on your soul. Because I Well, here we go, Cole. Here we go. Everything that we've been building up to in the last month or so is culminating to right here and now. And that's why he's had two full of matches. Vince McMahon is going to beat up his own flesh and blood. And not just his own flesh and blood when it comes to Shane McMahon. He's daddy's little princess, the billion dollar princess herself, Stephanie. And Vince looks a bit swell. The fucking <laughs> size. The size of Vince. When he puts his arms out, he looks like a woman's ovaries. <laughs> I love this. He's just this big... When he just puts his big puff of his chest up and you just see muscles in places where the average person doesn't have places. I think he's absolutely fucking genius. So how did we get here? We began on the 25th of September episode of Smackdown where Stephanie interrupted her father's ceremony honouring the new world champion Brock Lesnar to announce that The Undertaker would be facing Brock Lesnar at no mercy for the championship. Uh, Vince, angered by this, he demanded that she retract her decision. When Stephanie did not, Vince announced that the two would then face each other at an I quit match at no mercy. The next week on SmackDown, Vince offered Stephanie another chance to rescind the title match. She refused again and as a result, Vince added the stipulation that if she lost, she would be forced to resign as general manager of SmackDown and the following week, Linda McMahon, Vince's wife, because Vince sometimes forgets he's fucking got one, and Stephanie's mother made Vince agree that if he lost the match, he would then resign as chairman. And as we know, Vince has added in earlier in the night that Stephanie, she doesn't just have to make Vince quit, she can also get a victory by pinfall. But last I quit match uh, before this, I believe, was Rumble 99. Uh, yeah. Where was the microphone in the ref's hands? This is an I quit match. We don't actually hear Stephanie say the words I quit. Linda throws a towel in. Now that would only go down in submissions match. Yeah. But Stephanie it's not an I quit. It's not an I quit. Rock Mankind. That was an I quit. It's not an I quit. I agree. That was an I quit match. I agree. Um, coming into this then, were you actually looking forward to what this was going to deliver? Oh, hell no. I was. I absolutely was. Um, so the match. 
Vince attacks Stephanie from behind, but she tries to sleep her. So Vince puts her down. Uh, she dodges him. Vince knocks her down again and hair tosses her. What did you make to uh, Stephanie's gear? Uh, I love how she kind of copies Vince with all black, but obviously as he's covered in glitter. Yeah. Um, you can make it all glittery to be pretty. Of course you have. It's Diva's evolution. Uh, into the corner, Vince works her over and he's shot with, with shoulders and he chokes her out on the ropes. Linda tr tries <laughs> chasing Sable, but Vince intervenes. I love it. Absolutely just love how Vince is so... He loves his wife. He clearly, dearly loves his wife. But, but he loves Sable, bro. Yeah, you ain't hurting my side chick. Uh, Steph, bless her, she's... She's never she been the a good girl, bless no, her. No, she fucks. She's never been the greatest of selling yeah. things. She's never had. She's trying, bro. She, she screams too much. Uh, Sable brings in a pipe, but Linda tra uh, trips her up, so Vince goes after her and gets hit with a low blow by Stephanie as a result. Uh, she then hits him with the pipe and gets a two. She proper caught him with that pipe. Oh, just to talk. I, I, both times, and it, we said it in the promos, in the build-up, uh, they, yeah, they don't go light on each other, these mutmans. Vince will tell him, you hit me as hard as I fucking hit you. Do you know what I mean? We go in on each other. Um, so, uh, Stephanie goes after Sable and sends Vince into her, setting up a bulldog for a two. Vince though catches her and chokes her down, then beats her up with the pipe. Um, absolutely beats her up with it, chokes her out. Linda throws in the towel at just under 10 minutes. It was short. It was fun. Um, yeah. It was what you expect. It was all right. Vince went to town on his kid. But I love how we, Linda throws the towel in because we've got to keep Stephanie strong. Yeah, because she never tapped out. She never started quit. She did. She passed out. Yeah, um, my costume passed out was, in WrestleMania thirty. <laughs> yeah, I just think it was one of them silly and and just cartoonish elements yeah. of, of like, as we said in the build up. Kind. Yeah, definitely Wiley Coward kind. I think in the build up, it's very Vince Russell actually are heavy and gimmicky and yes, biker chain on poles and stuff like that. But I I thought it was brilliant. But obviously in the long term. It, the, the impact it has. She's now gone from GM of SmackDown. And we don't see her for a couple of years. And now. we don't see her for fucking ages. She goes, gets married, has kids and fucks off and she comes back and her tits are just as big as they were. Um, but tits. Go, <laughs> going forward, uh, next episode, it will be the return of one Paul Heyman to the Aria podcast, but this yes. time as general manager of SmackDown, not live. Fucking yes. 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 Yeah, uh, he's not for me my favourite GM as I spoke, spoke about his angle but this is I did like him because he was a heel GM yeah, role, yeah. which obviously plays that role so oh, well of course it does do we have to call this I mean do we have to say that Mr. Graves got a lead pipe around his daughter's throat there's nothing anybody can do Nobody can interfere or be no, fired. That's right. The referee, this is no holds barred. All the referees out there to do is hear Stephanie say, I quit. Or to count the pinfall of Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon and Luke Lindis. She's, she's, she's going crazy out here. She's got, she's got a towel in here. We don't have a camera on her yet. Linda the towel in. Linda threw the towel in. Linda threw the towel in. Here is your owner, Mr. God. Thank God that Linda McMahon threw the towel in. And perhaps saved her own daughter, Stephanie. Even Mr. McMahon was choking out Stephanie with a, a lead pipe. Oh my God. I cannot believe. I cannot believe what I just witnessed. I, 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 that was one of the hardest. That was the hardest thing for me to do out here as an announcer. I, I've never. 
Well, there's Linda attending to her daughter. I believe Stephanie passed out. Mr. McMahon just choking the life out of her with that steel pipe. Linda kissing her daughter. Just, you got a feel for Linda and Stephanie. It's just heartbreaking, man. Uh, now what? Now what? Come on, boss. You did the damage. Yeah, what are you going to do now? You're going to blow. Now you're going to... No, no. Look at this, Cole. Look at Miss McMahon. Oh, my God, no. No. Oh, God. Thirty-seven years of marriage. That's probably the first time that Mr. McMahon has laid a hand on his wife. Well, as far as we know, Paul. And with those actions, Mr. McMahon may have thrown away his marriage. Marriage is with Mr. McMahon's family. With those actions, the actions in the ring tonight, Mr. McMahon has split his family apart forever. Stephanie is. She got choked out with this pipe. God, we hope she's okay. We got our trainers out there. Larry Heck, we hope Stephanie's okay. Oh my God. And then Mr. McMahon pie-facing his wife. 37 years of marriage, two children. Pie-facing Mr. McMahon. Now, Mr. McMahon, this, is all, this was all about business tasks. Mr. McMahon remains chairman chairman of this company, you just asked Stephanie, Stephanie, question your mom. You threw in the you towel, can't blame Linda explaining, I did it for your own good, Steph. How can you blame Linda McMahon, Stephanie's mom? Come on, it's just... You can't blame Linda. And the bottom line is, Stephanie McMahon has been forced out of the business that she has been in right. life. She's no longer general manager so, of SmackDown. The question is, who will be the new general manager on SmackDown? And speaking of Kurt Angle, up next, it is... Mike's match of the night, Kurt Angle versus John Cena. A pay-per-view match, 16 months in the making. Yes. Kurt Angle's just jealous because John Cena's becoming an American icon. I give props to Kurt, man. He's done plenty for the USA. But I do things the American way for myself. It's time for John Cena to step up and break through. Every time you people see me, it should be a freaking pay-per-view. So, Kurt Angle, you can get the hell off my show. Forget your red, white, and blue, man. You just red, white, and blow. We persevere. You know I be the last man out. So what you talk about? You wanna go bout for bout. We persevere. You know I be the last man out. So what you talk about? You wanna go bout for bout. We persevere. You know I be the last man out. So what you talk about? You wanna go bout for bout. There once was a kid who liked to talk a lot of smack. He's actually whiter than me, but he thinks he's black. Alright, listen up, yo. Cause I got something to say. That's Kurt Angle dressing the fuck. Kurt Angle ain't no mercy. You ain't got no chance. Cause I'ma beat you up and then do my dance. Stop, stop laughing at Kurt Angle. That's me, Kurt. Okay, okay. Kurt Angle, you think you can step up for me, John Cena? You can't see me. You can't see me. Angle on! Stop it! Ankle lock! There's the real John Cena in 
Yeah, fun time's over, and angles are wearing at. I didn't come out here to rap. I came here to fight. Hey! Kurt Angle with a clothesline to John Cena! Sting American dream. I'm America's nightmare. Here's a ride you can take to the bank, Cena. I'll be straight up. I won't take your crap. You mess with me, and I will make you tap. We're right. So how did we get here? Technically, we started at middle of June 2002. <laughs> how we got here then? Uh, September the 18th episode of SmackDown. Angle lost the Ironman match to Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Great match. Oh, awesome. Uh, not as good as it should have been um, because it was on TV, but we spoke about that in length. Uh, the match marked the third time that Angle defended the title against Lesnar, uh, with the first being Mania when Lesnar won the title, the second being SummerSlam where Angle returned. And, and then the next week on SmackDown, Angle tried to call Lesnar out to the ring demanding a rematch, but instead John Cena came out and attacked Angle. On the October 2nd episode of SmackDown, Lesnar and Cena teamed uh, up against Angle and Undertaker, which Cena and Lesnar won after Cena struck Angle with the chain. And then the next week on SmackDown, a rap battle took place between Cena and Angle, in which both men performed raps, insulting each other. And we threw midgets in there as well. And the battle ended with Angle attacking Cena and the two proceeding to fight in the ring. Midget Kurt is all we need. And it just, and it just. Uh, I think out of all the feuds coming in, this was one that's been one of the more entertaining ones. Yeah. One of the more, definitely one of the more entertaining feuds. Um, gives more a... entertaining, and it's got uh, the one-upmanship and sportsman uh, element to it as well. No, yeah, definitely. And you've got two guys in that you just know will have a great match together, even at John Cena, and I still go to this. He's only a, a, a year into uh, him being on mainstream WWE TV, yeah. and he, he doesn't look out of place at all, so these two should be... It could potentially be one of the matches of... I don't want to say the year, definitely one of the matches of the night um, and one of the matches of recent history when it comes to pay-per-views. Uh, it's got potential. Yo, 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 yo. So Kurt Angle tried to diss me, but he came off soft. He's like Siegfried and Roy. I'm a tiger that's pissed off. This is John Cena's time to get dirty at no mercy. You don't want to mess with me. I'm like a prostitute with herpes. So many prostitutes. <laughs> Thought it was funny with his midget that he couldn't take his hands off. You want to see a real joke? You have Kurt Angle take his pants off. <laughs> he claims intelligence. It's impossible. His head is hollow. His t-shirt used to say you suck, but they had to switch it up because he swallows. You want to show your true colours, Kurt? Then dress up like a chick. Stop acting like you were married. Get the hell up off my dick. Yeah, okay. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, so the match then. They fight off a lockup to start. And Angle takes him down with a headlock and call notes that Cena cannot get into a quote-unquote wrestling match with Kurt Angle. What's the second word in WWE? What is everything that happens on TV all the time? A wrestling match. It annoys me that. Oh, he doesn't want to get into a wrestling match with Kurt Angle. He's in one. He's <laughs> got this far. Um, Angle, he takes Cena down with an arm drag, but Cena gets a headlock and overpowers Angle. But Kurt comes right back with a series of arm drags. Angle, he gives some disrespect to Cena and fires away with punches and then gets a back elbow for two. Uh, we get a let's go Angle, let's go Cena chant. 
It's so nice to see when the fans actually dig Cena. Yeah. Uh, it's, as we said, this, this is of, natural as well. Yeah, we are seeing the... Like when Rock was in Nation and Rock was in Corporation yeah. when he was heel and the fans were begging for him to be face. It's, it's natural. People want... With Eddie as well. We've seen it over recent times. Eddie's been... Uh, the fans turned Eddie, not, not yeah. creative, not booking. They slug away in the corner, but Cena catches him with a clothesline for two. Angle backdrops him for two and slugs away again. The crowd seem torn though on who to cheer for. Uh, Angle spears him with a shoulder block in the corner and starts chopping, but misses a charge and hits the post, ending up on the floor. Uh, Cena then sends him back in with a clothesline and a corner clothesline into a net breaker for a two. He stomps away and elbows him down for a two into a double chicken wing on the mat as Angle's mouth starts to bleed. Shamrock disease. Uh, but Angle counters out before running into the uh, good old kid Shamrock disease. Uh, backdrop suplex gets a two into the face lock but Angle fights out and slugs away he walks into a spine buster however and that gets a two for Cena Cena goes up and gets caught with a pop up suplex which Cena blocks he tries a high cross body but Angle drop kicks the knee on the way down which was a, I thought it was a brilliant sequence mm. Cena he can move and it was, it, he could it was it, very much Roman Reigns with John Cena the later he yeah. got the, it was creative that limited Cena to do what he's doing I, feel, I firmly believe that's with Vince with Brock Lesnar as well Brock could still do what he used to be able to do it's just but, creative it's just creative um, that's Angle, all it is. It's always that's how it's always been. Yeah, no, definitely. It's they 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 decide what you do in the ring, not you decide. Look at Finn Balor. Yeah, the moves that Finn Balor did under Prince Devitt is not Finn. Finn Balor's not Prince Devitt. Finn no. Balor's Finn Balor, and he's not very good. Old skinny Finny. Uh, Angle fires away and gets a flying forearm and a clothesline to make the comeback. Russian leg sweep gets a two. Angle goes for the ankle lock. Cena makes the ropes, so Angle baseball slides him into the floor. Back in. Cena catches him with a neck snap and they slug it out on the apron where Angle teases the German suplex. But Cena reverses it into a DDT on the apron, which fucking, fucking hurts. Yeah, definitely. That's the hardest part of the ring. That's what they say. Uh, Angle comes in but gets caught with a guillotine leg drop coming in, which gives Cena a two. Angle comes back in with the rolling Germans this time, but Cena drop kicks the knee into the throwback for the two. I wish Cena would still do the throwback to this day. A great of... Yeah, I that was one move that he can't do. He can't physically get himself over anymore. Depends on the guy. Yeah, the, if, it's a small guy. If he's a guy, small. If it's fucking uh, <laughs> big show, <laughs> yeah, big show. He struggles. Uh, blind charge misses, and Angle rolls up for a two. More Germans from Angle. Angle slugs away in the corner, but Cena goes for a pal driver. But Angle keeps dropping down to block. Cena fires the knees to put him down and follows up with a corner clothesline, which allows a power bomb into the corner that gets a two. Very reminiscent of a Sting and Steph. Why Rollins. wasn't he? I was going to say, why doesn't he add that into his arsenal? But then you watch that and you think that's probably why he doesn't add that into his arsenal. It's a little bit dangerous and it still worries me. Yeah, Seth Rollins does it. Seth Rollins and Sting. Exactly. exactly. That's that's a move that retired Sting. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, which amazes me that he still uses it. He pulls it out every now and again still. Uh, Injured Finn Balor with that. Give over. Uh, the FU gets a two. Another one is counted into an angle slam, however, that gets a two. Um, sick of these finishes not getting three counts. Yeah, this was my biggest uh, gripe with this match. Cena, he grabs a chain, but it's all a distraction while he uses Angle's medals, and that gets another two. Um, I'll firmly believe that that should have been the finish there. Yeah. Another try at the FU, and that's reversed into a backslide. Angle slams reversed into another FU, but Angle reverses to the ankle lock. For the submission win in 18 minutes. Great last-minute sequence. I think it was a brilliant match in general. I think it had various sequences throughout the match. And even though Cena lost, he did not look... Uh, he didn't look weak. He's not he didn't look weak momentum. because it showed the heel getting caught out because he was trying to use dirty tactics. And because you got used dirty tactics, you got distracted and it meant you lose. Yeah. And Angle... Um, Cena's lost no momentum. Yeah. 
and it showed how good Angle is as well against a guy his size. All we've seen over recent times is Angle against Brock Lesnar, Big Show, Undertaker, big guys, A-Train, sticking with a guy, we saw probably the last against Ben Warwick at Rumble, right at the start of the year. Yeah. Put him against a guy his size. Yeah, that last time Angle fought story went over six foot three. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, But yeah, uh, I thought that was another great match. Uh, No Mercy, shape. How was it that the build to No Mercy was shite, but yet the pay-per-view was turning into something half-decent? Wait a minute, John Cena grabbing that, that chain in his right hand. But why do this? This has been a great matchup. Cena don't need his because, chain. Because it's what Cena's all about. He's yeah. a punk, plain and simple. Referee busted him, though. Referee busted Jimmy Corderas. Grabbing that chain, doing his job. Later on tonight, the Wait a minute. The medals? Now he's got the gold. She's got the medals. Right off the skull of Kurt Angle. Poetic justice. Gold medal. No one. Not the two. Kurt Angle kicked out. Wow, that was close. John Cena is begging for a three count. John Cena, John Cena needed a three count there. Cena might have a legitimate gripe call. In my opinion, that was pretty close. Cena pull the gold medals out of nowhere. John Cena believing he's in the driver's seat here. Wait, look at that! What a switch! Backslide! Backslide! Cena almost got caught! How quick is Angle, baby? Wow! That wrestling move by Kurt Angle on the slam. John Cena back to the FU! Look at that! It's a victory roll! Rolls him up! And it's in the Wow! The ankle lock is up there! John Cena is in no man's land. Don't, don't want to trade holds with Angle. Can he survive? Cole, can Cena survive? John Cena, just a few inches away from the bottom rope, will come back to the middle of the ring. And now, Cole Angle's got it locked in. He's got Cena that. is going nowhere. Angle's got a lucky tap. Here's your winner, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle had a little less of muscle than that ankle lock with that leg bar, that leg lace submission along the ankle bar. And boom, there's your winner, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle won a wrestling match with a wrestling hold. Well, that's how you do it, my friend. That's what's on the marquee, right? Tell you what, though, my opinion, my view, my point of view, which I am entitled to, John Cena, in my view, hats off to the kid. Man, props, put up a great fight against a world-class superstar named Kurt Angle. You know what? I agree with you, Taz. John Cena didn't have to bring that chain into play. He didn't have to use those gold medals. But the bottom line is John Cena, he stepped up tonight. But my hat's off to Kurt Angle, the Olympic champion, the former WWE champion, teaching John Cena a little bit about respect here tonight at No Mercy. We then get a video package. Um, I don't know if you saw had this on the network that was like WrestleMania's video package of last year. Oh. Happy WrestleMania 20. They've been hyping WrestleMania 20 since, like, fucking May. I'm starting to cover that keeps showing this fucking logo. I know. You won't know WrestleMania 20's coming. And up next, it is time for the United States title. It is Latino Heat versus The Big Show. David versus Goliath. Um, the build-up for this, it's all been focused around shit. Well, we are counting down, of course, to WrestleMania 20. The greatest event in sports entertainment coming to you this March from New York City. We are in Baltimore, Maryland. And guess who's joining us tonight at No Mercy? I know who they are. Members of the NFL's 
Baltimore Ravens sitting right here behind that's, us. That's right, Cole. These guys just landed at like 7 o'clock at night. They went Cincinnati had a tough loss against the Bengals. And these guys, they just love us, man. They come here. They showed up here. Man, props to the Ravens to come here. They just landed here. You're telling me they got off the plane and they came right to the First Mariner Arena. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. Well, coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. title on the line. Big Show and Eddie Guerrero. Big Show and kissed Eddie Guerrero's family, his heritage. And Eddie Guerrero made Big Show pay a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, very embarrassing and humiliating moment right here for the Big Show by Eddie Guerrero. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget the stench in that arena. It also ruined a really good pair of my loafers when I had to walk out of the building. That's another story. But yeah, the Big Show getting doused in human waste. Human sewage is what it was. Okay. But just three days ago on SmackDown, oh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, a hard-fought victory over Rhino, and then Big Show with a vicious assault. Wow, That's a human being who put his fist in the windshield of his truck. And then look at this, Eddie Guerrero getting thrown by the show with a violent attack into that glass cold. Look at this bomb was sick. That's a spine hitting a hood of a truck. And then the exclamation point on the attack is right there. Look at the hood get the, the roof, I'm sorry, get, get crushed with that huge choke slam. The US champion, simply a lifeless, bloody body. He started off uh... Just thought Eddie had his US title match against Charlie Oss. Yeah. Which um, attacked him before the match. Then the following week... We had the burritos. We had the shits with Orlando Jordan. And then we had covered in shit by the sewage. Um, so basically, at the back of the, at the start, October the 9th episode of SmackDown, it was announced that Guerrero would face the Big Show at No Mercy for the title. Later in the night, Charvo brought the Big Show out to the ring, followed by Eddie Guerrero bringing a sewage truck to the arena, spraying the Big Show with raw sewage... And the next week on SmackDown, Guerrero defeated Rhino in a non-title match. Afterwards, the Big Show attacked Guerrero by using his signature lowrider as a weapon. Two things. One, Rhino is not on this pay-per-view, which is weird, because we didn't really see much of him in the build-up neither. And two, Rhino, modern day, gone, it seems. And Heath Slater, he's got kids, he's now going to be a referee. Well, if you've been watching. Bro. Rhino is doing his like political stuff in he's, Michigan. He's the new... Big Red Mare, isn't he? Yeah. The the, the, ma- the, the Mare Beast, Rhino. <laughs> the Mare Beast, I love it. But yeah. You were trying to do that, but he Horrible way, way to go, though. Rhino deserves a bit more. Yeah. If that is his actual final match and he's done now, even though Meltzer and his cohorts are reporting that he's going to be wrestling house shows and stuff, um, if that, if that is Rhino gone. Um, did you what, Have you been watching Modern Day? Like, we're coming off the back, we're recording this, the last role that happened was like the lowest role ever, ever, yeah. ever, apparently. And. Um, I didn't, I've not watched it. I've not watched it. I've not watched it. I've not online on loadsofpain.net. Uh, there you go, Rob. We need to be paid by loads of pain. <laughs> we mention him every other episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think what's not helping Rob at the minute is they've got an abundance of talent that's out injured. And their yep. biggest guy who they've been investing so much in the last like, five years out for, God knows out how for long. however long. They're in a mess. I say send for Cena. Send for Cena, send for Orton, send for Triple H, send for Batista, send for Jamie Noble. We can sort this. It's, have Orton. It's, you, you built Orton in the, around this area. Yeah, but Orton, we've mentioned this though with Orton before. Orton's never seen as big as Cena has, is, even though they started at the same time and they've mm. won about the same stuff. Orton's not seen as legend status. Orton's just another guy. Which is a shame. It's a horrible shame. But is that because he's just been out around for that many long that long that he's just got 
dull now. It's boring with Randy Orton. Maybe. Because they did change to the whole uh, methodical, lethargic kind of... I liked Randy Orton when he was obsessed with destroying the McMahons and Triple H. And it yeah. showed the first time... When he was vicious. H, yeah. It oh. showed the first time that McMahon and Triple H were related. And it showed McMahon, like Triple H's softer side defending McMahon and defending Stephanie. They broke into Orton's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was absolutely brilliant. So then let's get to the United States title. Um, for me, this should this had potential to be one of the better matches of the night as well. It's greater. It's, exactly. Um, Eddie goes after the need to start, but Show tries to overpower him, so uh, Eddie slugs away. He walks into a clothesline, however. Big Show headbutts him down and uses the clubbing forearms before stepping on him, which we always say must fucking kill. Uh, Eddie dodges a charge and pulls Show out of the ring and then distracts the ref with a chair before using the garbage lid on him. I love just, I always love how just bins and shit like that are just underneath the fucking ring. Yeah. Just go under the ring, pick a garbage fucking bin lid up, bang, smash it in his face. Brilliant. Because if you ever don't want him to use it, why don't it ring? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're not supposed to use it, why is it there? Exactly. Um, Eddie keeps slugging away and chops Big Show in the corner, but that just annoys Show. Uh, Eddie wisely backs off, heads outside, but gets tossed into the post as a result. Show tosses him back and sits on his back, hitting the chin lock. Uh, then Show keeps pounding on the back, loosens the turnbuckle though, whipping Eddie's back straight into it. I love how the I mean, Big Show used to be a dominant giant here. Oh, you've got to be though, haven't you? It's the only That's way. That's the only way you book Big Show. the only way you book this. Uh, Eddie fires back and the ref gets bumped, so Eddie pulls an international object from his tights, nailing Big Show with it. They get a two count. Uh, on to the next plan. Eddie grabs the title and puts Show down with it, setting up the frog splash for the two. Eddie charges, runs into a spine buster though, which gets another two. Uh, Show though chokeslams him for a two count. Another attempt is blocked with a low blow, and Eddie DDTs him for another two. Loads of nail falls towards the end of the match. And another chokeslam finishes at around 11 minutes, which absolutely killed the crowd. Big Show pulling that strap down, saying I'm done playing. Big Show's got to play for keeps here. Low blow kick to the yeah, pig! And he got oh. the DDT plants the giant! Well, Big Show got kicked in the big show, I guess. But can Eddie Guerrero capitalize here, Taz? Can Eddie Guerrero, the US champion, take advantage? If anybody could do it, I'm sure it's Guerrero. Guerrero using this time. Both athletes down, including the referee. Take a look at this. There's the low blow to the big show. Follows it up with a DDT. Both men are down, center of the ring. Referee Nick Patrick begins to count. Oh. Referee Nick Patrick not looking too good either after getting that leg drop. Leg, leg drop of 500 pounds on him earlier. Eddie rolling into the cover. Here we go. Legs, Here we shoulders go. down. Here we go. There's two. Did he get him? No. Wow. That's just a size difference. It's amazing. Cole, whenever Guerrero tops show, Guerrero can't get his hands damn near on the mat because Big Show's so thick. champion but Eddie Guerrero Cole gave us everything he had gave himself everything he had every fiber of his being right in that ring is left in the scratch so Eddie Guerrero the heart of a champion and what a great champion he was for the big show the big show really did the damage task this past Thursday night I'm just gonna say that Cole took the words out of my mouth and I agree wholeheartedly with you if you don't think that the attack by show 
on that low rider on Thursday. This past Thursday on Eddie Guerrero didn't do him in tonight. Then you're nuts. I got a bridge in Brooklyn, I'll say it. The Big Show is so big. Look at the size of the championship title in his hands. Big Show's a monster. He's the largest athlete in the world. They're going to have to extend it the length of that belt and put it around his damn waist. I think it's safe to say that uh, Big Show is the largest uh, in history. <laughs> he was just trying to put it on and he couldn't quite fit it around uh, the waist. I want to put it around the Nonetheless, the Big Show is the new U.S. champion, but we have to make the point again. The title may have been won for the Big Show this past Thursday night on SmackDown. No one expected Eddie to lose. Because of the uh, run that he's been on. No, no, definitely. But why have they stopped calling Big Show's uh, Slam the showstopper? They stopped that years ago, though, didn't I know. they? After why? like 2000 when he started using the final cut and various other finishing moves. Uh, and then he come back to the chokeslam turned then into a transitional move for him. And it's even though he's been then transitioned to a finisher again, it's never managed to have the name back. It's because Shawn Michaels came back. Uh, maybe. Because Shawn Michaels is the showstopper. Maybe, maybe. Are you ready for the main event of the evening? Coming up next to No Mercy, the WWE Championship is on the line. Brock Lesnar meets The Undertaker in a biker chain match. Titles on the line, baby. Two of the biggest dogs in Undertaker's yard. Going at it. Lesnar, Taker, biker chain. You know who you are? is a violent, vicious, sadistic animal. This man, Brock Lesnar, is on a path of rage. Unforgiving. And I don't know who the hell's gonna stop it. Unrelenting. Brock Lesnar respects no one. You don't even know who the hell you really are. I know who the hell you are. WWE title. So deal with it. Brock Lesnar, baby, the new face of the WWE. But here comes the WWE's conscience. I respect the title, but I don't respect you. When I wrestled Kurt Angle for the title, you came out and hit me with a chair. I guess you think I was gonna let that slide. I don't forget. And I don't forgive. You need to take that belt and enjoy it. Hang on to it real tight. Because your first title defense is against me. Undertaker Lesnar for the title at No Mercy. Championship match for No Mercy is a biker chain match.
Russo booking one of Russo one. booking SmackDown's world title. It is biker chain on a pole. And as we found out, that the stipulation is that it's pinfalls or submissions, no DQ, and you can just get the chain down, and once you've got it, you can use it. It's not like a flag match or like a pole match uh, where you have to obtain the object from the pole. Um, Favourite pole match uh, for me was always Mankind versus The Rock, pink slip on a pole. Mankind got fired, and then the week later, The Rock got all the roster out. It was during the McMahon Helms era. Mm. He got all the roster out, uh, and he was like, well, we're all going to walk. Either bring Mankind back or we're all walking and Mankind come back. It was one of the funnier times uh, to incorporate. One of the, one of the, yeah, I'd say one of the funnier times to incorporate a gimmick like uh, a pole match uh, to where you're going to get fired, but then it's all part of the storyline and stuff, where this is just fucking stupid. It's filler. It's a main event filler. I don't understand why all the hype for the I Quit, should that wasn't I Quit, should have been main event. I don't understand why that wasn't main event. It baffles. Yeah, because that was the opening package. It baffles me. Usually the opening package, that's your main event. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. So, how did we get here to Biker Chain Death of Doom? Uh, if you cash your mind back, Undertaker once kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then he defended oh, her. All the way back. Um, and then he defended her honor before SummerSlam. Did you know that this is now Brock Lesnar and... Undertaker's third pay-per-view match for yeah. the world title. Name the other two. Unforgiven and No Mercy 2002. Yes. Uh, obviously Unforgiven fought with a double disqualification and the second being the No Mercy match where Lesnar's successfully won. Uh, and we get to the thrice in a lifetime being the biker chain. It's a shame that this is the third but thank fuck it's not the last. <laughs> Fucking well yeah but then it's the last for the title. Yeah, what was the last I don't like being the last. The build-up for the last was horrible. Oh, shit, that was Hell in a Cell, weren't it? <laughs> the second Hell in a Cell. The, the, the worst one. And the fact, when you think about it, Taker and Lesnar, they've had now, well, in total, they'll have had six pay-per-view matches. Yep. Correct? Yep. Taker's only won one of those. Yep. <laughs> well, that's why I go back to what I said in the last episode. Taker's never been the guy. Never yeah, been shame, the guy. because... He can work. Oh, he should have. He should have. He should have been. Yeah, but he's guy. had enough t- world titles, but he's not had. You talk about Undertaker's world title range. What six, seven, compared to John Cena's fucking sixteen, se- seventeen thousand. Do you know what I mean? It's so. How did we get here then? August the twenty eighth episode of SmackDown. It's that far back. If we go back that far, as you said, Michael, we can go back to October ninety nine. <laughs> Where to, Stephanie? Uh, Undertaker he defeated Lesnar and Big Shot in a triple threat match, earning a title shot against then WWE champion Kurt Angle. The following week on, on SmackDown, September fourth, uh, Angle defended the championship against the Undertaker. However, the match ended in a no contest after Lesnar interfered and attacked them both. Angle then retained the championship as a result of Lesnar's interference. And two weeks later on SmackDown, Angle defended the title against Lesnar in the Iron Man match. Um, Lesnar obviously won the match. And the following week, uh, Chet, Vince McMahon held a ceremony to introduce the new champion. Interrupted by Undertaker, Stephanie McMahon sets the match up for tonight, being biker chain. Even though she's now no longer at GM. Uh, so this match... I had this, happen. yeah, I, I had this thought that this match could have just been cancelled then, but who's in charge now? Who? Vince! <laughs> <laughs> so should Vince just come out and say, nope, this match is cancelled. Instead, is a rematch from SmackDown and Paul London comes out. <laughs> no, handicap match. Yeah, Lesnar versus London Kendrick. Yes, he just launches them around for twenty minutes. 
ties him to a pole and just uses one as a pinata and uses the other one as a bat. Look, Jay's still up there. Uh, Michael Cole says this is iconic uh, that Stephanie made the match uh, and then it's because of this match it led her to getting fired. All she had to do was say, I will cancel bag chain and then there would be no, no, I quit and there'd be no dismissal yeah, she for Stephanie. Should have. Should have. She should have. She's definitely. Uh, so the match then, Undertaker slugs away to start, goes for the arm, and they struggle in the corner. Brock misses a charge and Taker works the arm, but Brock, Brock slugs it out and hammers him into the corner. Taker, he boots him down, and leg drop gets a two. Undertaker with the rope walk of doom and the La Magistral for a two count. They brawl out and Taker elbows him off the apron, but Brock fires back with the knees to the gut and sends Undertaker to the stairs. Brock slugs away and throws elbows in the corner into a perfect break for two. Brock slowly stomps him in the corner and Taker fights back. Only misses a charge to the corner and Brock stomps him down again. It was very slow, stompy, kicky, punchy. It was, it was just a slugfest to start, if you want to use that word. It was one uh, of them where these guys needed a gimmick. Yeah. If they had like some chairs or a cage or something, these guys, it helps these because Brock, he'll slow, it, he'll slow down with a slow down, down guy. And Taker takers, fast. Taker's not fast. No. Compared to Brock. Brock's moving so fast in this match. Yeah. Um, but, and, but is, is he, he though? Is, is he, he though? Is he just... Or is he just in comparison to yeah, Taker? Yeah, is he just moving normal speed and Undertaker's moving slow? Uh, Brock, he whips Taker into the stairs, however, but Taker comes back with a clothesline uh, and he pile drives him on the remaining half of the stairs and it, that gives the crowd uh, a bit of an ump and we turn into a holy shit chant. I wouldn't like to take a power driver onto the stairs from anybody. No. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, a bit of a mean spot. But again, like I said uh, just before then, that throw in a couple of weapons, throw in a gimmick, and it turns up, it does amp it so up a little bit. a street fight where they both got chains and they've been so much better. Oh, back. definitely, definitely. Both guys walking with a chain, just rip the fuck out of each other. Yeah, 100%. Um, Taker, he climbs with the chain again, but Brock stops him. Um, I have an issue about the chain, Brock can't reach. I keep saying this, Brock cannot yeah. reach that chain. He gets on the right. top, he jumps for it, and he still can't reach it. They've got all these weapons under the ring, yeah? I'm sure there's a ladder there. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've had a Hardy match, of course there's going to be a ladder there. They always bring them with them. Another charge with the stairs, but Undertaker boots him down again and charges with them. Uh, Brock ducks, and the stairs end up on the floor again. Brock pounds Undertaker with shoulders in the corner. He goes for the chain again, but Taker brings him down with an attempt at the last ride, which Brock counters into a mean clothesline. Great counter. A brilliant counter. Genius from Brock. Like he's, you know, he's took that move that many times. You know how to do it. Oh, definitely. Um, Taker, he gets the corner clothesline, setting up snake guys in a big boot, or like I like to call the Kevin Nash special. <laughs> Uh, Brock, do, do you think Kevin Nash is so proud that he's the one that brought Snake Eyes a big boot combo to the world of wrestling? For all big guys like him and Taker. <laughs> Who else has used it? Uh, big Cass. <laughs> Adam Bomb's probably used it once a time as well. Yeah, speaking of Big Cass, have you heard about what happened to him? I had a seizure or something, didn't he? Yeah, also hardcore show. Jesus. Hopefully he's fucking alright. You don't want to see. Well, he might be diabetic. Well, it could be anything, couldn't it? Well, from Tom, I know I read Tommy Dreamer come out and did a little promo, and he said he's, he's not yeah. drug related or anything yeah. like that, so that's always a good sign. Uh, Brock, he counters uh, the choke slam with a spine buster. Uh, Taker then gets something that resembles a triangle choke um, with about eight inches of air. Uh, so Brock counters this with a slam. Close line from Brock, but Taker catches him with a dragon sleeper. Uh, Brock then counters with an F5, which gets a two. Um, no one buys these near falls because the chain hasn't come into play yet, though, have you, yeah. if you notice. Uh, speaking of which, Brock takes a moment to go for the chain again, but he can't reach again. Uh, but this time, Taker chokeslams him from the top. Why didn't he go for the pin then? Um, it would have been smart, but nope. He climbs up for the chain. But now the FBI run down. Uh, Taker gets rid of them as 
those they were just simple jobbers. Um, it annoyed me with the yeah. FBI, and I said this in the build. I said this. Why in were they involved? Builds. Why, Why involve them when you know they're gonna have no impact or no element of getting one over the Undertaker? The Undertaker is never gonna become a, a whipping boy to the FBI. I mean, the FBI Undertaker thing has been going back, fucking backlash. Yeah, even further than that, maybe. It's ridiculous, but they've never actually done anything about it. It's never had an end. Well, look, take us beat him up week after 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 week. Undertaker, he gets a powerbomb onto Brock and again chooses not to go for the pin. Idiot! Which was like he's twice now. He stops out at the FBI, but why would you bother when you've got the title won? You've hit Brock here last ride. Yeah. Brock's stepping down for at least three seconds already. Yeah. FBI aren't even stuck yet. So you do it. Topace to a cedar, Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> Fucking why? You losing the tap match on your own accord, you? Yeah, of course he is. Uh, so Nunzio, he, uh, he... So much for that veteran instinct. Nunzio tries to get the chain, gets sent to the floor. Oh, as you said, Undertaker, he gets the chain, bring it into play, 25 minutes in. But then Vince comes out, he shoves Taker off the top, allowing Brock to use the yeah, chain for the pin. He's grabbing his belt for about 25 minutes. minutes. Too long. Wow. Overall, then that was uh, no mercy. Fucking wow! What a, I yeah, that ending would have been better for me if he would have just won with the first finish instead of then using the chokes off the top would have been sufficient for me. Yeah. Not then just the the power one he could have won, and then he goes for the FBI with his lucha libre undertaker, uh, and then finally gets the win with the chain. Did you catch what Cole said after uh, the pinfall? No. When Vince was running it back. Uh, how desperate Mr. McMahon is to keep that title on Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little do you know, Michael Cole, little do you know. <laughs> and here comes the Undertaker, man. The Undertaker knocking out the FBI. Undertaker hitting anything in his sights. But the Undertaker again was so close to getting that bumper chain. First the power went out, then the FBI came out. What more does Taker got to put up with him? Now Brock Lesnar with the Undertaker. Undertaker counter, shot to the midsection. Someone's going for a ride, partner. If he connects here, it's all over. Last ride, the last ride connects. The Undertaker moments away from becoming champion. Anything that high should have a damn flight attendant on it, Cole. Lesnar was way up in the air, bro. Did you see the impact in which Lesnar collapsed to the mat? Here comes the dead man, build the momentum with the hammer, launching over the top rope, shaking out the FBI. Suicide Topain by Big Eagle. That's a near seven foot tall man, a 300 pounder, launching like a torpedo over the top rope. Here's another look. Suicide Topain, look at this thing here. Wow. Yeah, look, look, look what's going on here, right? Undertaker, look at it, it's Nuncio. Nuncio is up on the top rope, trying to get to the biker chain. About 10 feet too short to reach that thing. And Undertaker ended short, and Nuncio doesn't get to the biker chain. If things do not look good for Nuncio, Nuncio's not going to live here. I hope for Nuncio. Oh, look at that right here. Knocks Nuncio off the top rope. Nuncio, come on, we're in the neighborhood. Mind your damn business. What are you doing? And here's Undertaker. The champion is knocked out. The Undertaker is going to grab that biker chain. He got it. He's going to get it. The Undertaker has the biker chain. Control of the Viper Chain. Wait a minute. It's Mr. McMahon. What the hell is Mr. McMahon? Where the hell did he come from? Where the hell did he come from? 
chain. Thanks to the chairman of the board. Undertaker got the chain, was going to use it, was going to win the damn championship, and Mr. McMahon knocked Undertaker off that top rope, and Lester, the champion, has the chain. But Cole, it's not over yet. Let's not count on Undertaker yet. Even though Lester's got a steel chain now wrapped around his fist. Mr. McMahon egging on, egging on the champion, his boy, so to speak, Brock Lesnar. And a Parker chain off the skull of The Undertaker. Undertaker getting robbed in a big time way. The cover, Lesnar retains the title. Here's your winner and still WWE Champion, Brock. Listener. What more did Big Evil have to do? And you see Mr. McMahon running out of the arena, hightailing out of the arena. That desperate act by Mr. McMahon shows you how desperate he is to keep the title in the hands of Brock Lesnar. Undertaker had the damn title won tonight, and Mr. McMahon screwed him over. I mean, the dream became a nightmare because of Mr. McMahon. Undertaker had a shot to get the fight for change. The lights went out. Why? We don't know. Then, out of nowhere, football Italians come out. Out of nowhere. Why? We don't know. Then, Mr. McMahon, the difference maker. And now we know it. everything makes sense now. Right, exactly. The Undertaker, moments away from winning the title. Brock Lesnar had been knocked down by a last ride. Undertaker had the biker chain, and Mr. McMahon made sure that Lesnar kept the title. Okay, let's check out this replay here. Let's check out the right side of your screen, I believe. Mr. McMahon, I believe, right side of your screen. I believe he comes out from underneath the ring, up to the apron skirt. He was hiding underneath the damn oh. ring. How the hell did he get under there? I had a full clue. I've been sitting out there all night. I have no idea, Mr. McMahon, out there. And when Undertaker was knocked off that top rope by Mr. McMahon, the champion Lesnar grabbed the biker chain. But keep in mind, he used the biker chain, shot to the skull, McMahon. and retains the McMahon. title. McMahon's face acting like he's shocked. Come on. For better or for worse, this night truly belonged to Mr. McMahon and Brock Lesnar. They showed no mercy to all who stood before them. So that was then No Mercy 2003. As always, Michael, I want your best match of the night, your worst match of the night. And if No Mercy was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would he be? Well, worst match at night, we'll start off with that one. It was one we just went through. It was just Vince Russo booking 101. Agreed. I Down to the totally interference, agree. the item on the pole. <laughs> the false finishes. Everything about that was just... There were so many false finishes in all the matches though. It was like yeah. Russell booked it. Like Russell there were, booked There were so the many show. false finishes in the matches of the night for me, which was the Angle Cena match. Yes. But that that had the false finishes where it was sequences and it was beautiful yeah. to watch. That was, I agree with you, two for and two. Cena has not lost any momentum. This is, it's probably the standout matches so yeah, far. Yeah, probably his best, uh, best match, so match we've had from definitely, um, apart from when he teamed up with Domri against... Um, Kidman and Wilson. Brilliant. Fuck off, Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, this was a superstar... Yes. Uh, Matt Hardy. Okay. It was all right. It was all right. It had his Apart from Ed. <laughs> like most Matt Hardy matches. Um, for me, yeah, best match of the night. I think if I total everything up after going through it one more time, I'd have to agree with you on best and worst. And if it was a superstar from the Ruthless Christian era, it would have to be... I'm not See, this is the, always the hardest part of these games. 
Shano. It'd have to be Shano. Because... You're going to say best in the world. The punches... No, 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 no. Far from it. Uh, Shane's punches are awful. Like A-Train. So yeah, No Mercy 2003 is, for me, Shane McMahon. Michael, as always, if you want everyone to know where they can find us on all forms of social media and where they can find all our episodes should they wish to. Well, if you want to follow us on social media, be it Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, it's at our era podcast. And all our episodes are available on SoundCloud, Spotify and iTunes. As always, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. This has been the I era. Until next time, where we build up to the survival of the series. Peace, Peace out, out, people. Ruthless aggression. With my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A brand that smells fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. The sex and much success. Stress up. I want it all, no less. So come on.